Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley. Colin McDonald with you, 1380 KLIZ, the fan. And uh, find us at Podcast MN, the new landing spot for podcasts, and also on Facebook at Lakes, Woods, and Irons. You can uh, enjoy the show there as well. We'll have a guest uh, coming up in a bit. Links to St. Andrews, our, our second portion of that interview uh, with your good friend Josh Evanson. And uh, yeah, it's a terrific interview. And uh, we'll just give a little spoiler that uh, you guys get into food a little bit in this next <laughs> segment. You, know, you, you both seem to uh, not uh, mind working your way around the dinner plate, Chris. No, I've never <laughs> been shy about uh, having a little food or beverage. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, if you got to choose one, I guess sometimes uh, maybe it's beverage. I don't know. That's, that's true. <laughs> we had uh, some fun golf on TV. I think some people were really wondering what was going to happen with uh, Tiger and Phil and uh, uh, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. And uh, it ended up, I thought, being quite entertaining. Charles Barkley was a big help with that. And uh, actually, on course, uh, Justin Thomas just got rave reviews for the job he did. He, he was a star. I, uh, he really added a lot to the, the telecast and had some great uh, both insight into things and kind of threw a few zingers at, at the players. And uh, I thought he, he and Charles Barkley's kind of back and forth was great. Yeah, he's, he, well, he's a good enough player uh, really at the top of his game the last couple of years to where you know, he's not intimidated by Tiger or Phil, certainly. And, uh, yeah, the zingers were good, and uh, he's lighthearted enough. He can throw some jabs without knowing he's really uh, hurting anybody's feelings. I think it lightened up. Brady finally made that great shot at eight where he holed out from the fairway. Then uh, at the time, the other three players were kind of like, we better stop giving Tom a bad time because he really is playing bad. And you could tell Brady was well, a, little, a little on edge at that point. He is uh, such a competitor. And I think up to that point, he was, he was pretty embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah. And which you're playing with two of the greatest players of all time. Even if you are the goat of the NFL, right. Um, playing golf and on national TV with two of the best players ever is a, is going to be pretty uh, nerve wracking deal. <laughs> Got to be quite the eye opener for both Peyton and Tom to stand in there with Phil and Tiger when they're, uh, kind of on point trying to play their shots, their best shots. And um, it was I, it was very entertaining. I enjoyed it. And uh, Peyton Manning is quite a good golfer, at least judging by his performance uh, this weekend. Yeah, I, th- I think he's, you know, a single digit and, and plays a lot. And he's, he certainly is passionate about the game. Um, you know, he's one of the owners now of Sweden's Cove, which we've had Rob Collins, the designer of, of Sweden's Cove, on the show before. And uh, he loves the game, so that, that's fun. Yeah, he really won the match for him. He won a couple holes by himself, and they ended up winning one up. So he uh, knocked in a birdie putt and had a couple of great shots when they really needed him. So that uh, and Phil, uh, I think some of the comments after were, "Does he ever stop talking?" And I think the answer to that is no. He never does stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, it's fun to hear the analysis. Tiger helping Peyton with putts and, and Phil, especially the second nine, just helping Tom with almost every shot. But some of that analysis, Chris, is quite interesting when he's saying, I'm going to skip this in there because you see how the grass is dark there and the grass is growing this way and that should give me a little backspin and and uh, and then do it, you know, and you just think that's what's impressive. When you say what you're going to do 
and uh, which a totally foreign shot to 99.9% of the golf world, and then do it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it just confirmed to me, one, what a great entertainer Phil is. Yeah. And he just, he gets it. Um, he he really he he kind of sh- was the the star in my opinion of just the entertainment value of the of the, of the uh, telecast he's kind of the carnival barker guy and uh, never at a loss for self-confidence and when he drove that par four that kind of lit him on fire a little bit he played quite a bit better after that and because uh, he did the same thing take it over this tree and I may hit just a little too far. I tried to put a little loft backspin on it. I'm thinking, with a driver from 310 <laughs> yards, you tried to do that? <laughs> so there's Again, some, going back to the showman aspect. Yeah, there's some, there's some showman in there because he knew how good it was when he hit it. So uh, then he could say what he was going to do after the shot. So, But that was a lot of fun and nice to have some uh, live golf entertainment. They played uh, right till dark. And uh, Charles Barkley, quite fun, too, when Brady drained that one from the fairway and right after Charles had challenged him, saying, I want a piece of Brady, because Charles notoriously has his game fall apart pretty regularly. Uh, <laughs> Tom said, suck on that one, Charles, when, That's he, right. when he made the 120-yard shot from the fairway. <laughs> uh, got your uh, good friend of yours coming up, and also Mike Stone from uh, Crosswoods. That'll be fun. You're listening to Lakes Woods and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. Josh, that process of having all the the pages signed it was quite a daunting task, I know, for you. But what what share with us a couple of the special stories that you have from that or your favorite times doing that. Oh wow. There's so many. I mean, there there was two of them. I mean, being able to have breakfast with Jack Nicholas, it's tough to beat for a person who's more than anything a fan of him and a fan of people like that like mr palmer and the big three and just golf in general for them to be gracious with their time meant a lot same thing with gary player and mr palmer um probably outside of those ones and conversations of course with tom watson and ben crenshaw i mean those were were incredible i mean i'll never forget any of it and they've they too have been very kind um and there's stories relating to all of these uh folks that have really been special but my favorite interview of all is actually one that i didn't even write about in the book it was just referred to and we talked about it a little bit um from a friend named ken rayner who actually wrote a book about the president and him and their time uh in golf and so basically um my favorite interview was really with george hw bush and ken rayner uh who's the longtime pro at cape arundel there in maine and also down at, I believe it's Coral Creek in Florida. Um, it was basically, we have a mutual friend, and that's Levi Bransky. And Ken said, well, if you're interested in interviewing the president, let me know, and I'll see what I can do. And so there was a time that was going to work out that I knew that the president was going to be home at his home at Cape Arundel, or I'm sorry, not at Cape Arundel, but out there uh, in Maine. And basically he said, if you come to town, I'll see what I can do. And so Ken and I met. And I was staying in town for a couple of days, and finally he called me the night before, and he said, tomorrow morning, I have it scheduled, we're going to go over to Kennebunkport and visit him. So, needless to say, I was extremely nervous. <laughs> the, the night before, when I found out about it, I mean, I almost didn't sleep at all through to the next morning, got up very early to prepare for it, 
And so he picked me up, I think, around 8 a.m., and we drove over to their home uh, there in Kennebunkport. And, of course, drove up. They let us through the gate, and um, the first lady, Barbara, was actually walking up to their door uh, with their two dogs. And Ken and, and she and the rest of us, we sat there and talked for a few moments, and she said, well, the president's waiting inside for you, so go on in. So we pulled up to the front door, and um, there were a couple ladies baking cookies, and um, they just said to go in his room, and he was just waiting there in a little sitting area to have a conversation with us about golf. And so we walked in, and I mean, I remember it as clear as day, and he was wearing this beautiful white uh, collared golf shirt uh, that actually had a CIA crest or Secret Service crest on it, (laughs) and he was wearing these bright green golf pants, and he said, I hear you want to talk about St. Andrews. So we sat there and talked about a half hour, and I don't remember any of that. (laughs) I think I was just in awe in his presence. I had nothing to say. I just wanted to listen. And so we talked a little bit about the Walker Cup. We talked about his visits to St. Andrews, the fun that he and Ken had over the the years while he was president. I mean, Ken Rayner is a remarkable man and a very good friend, but he was one of the only people that was allowed to be alone kind of with the president while he was president and it's because they really loved to go fishing together so they would go out uh around kennebunkport and they would oftentimes fish and just have some fun and have a good conversation so ken had so many stories like that to share and when we were about halfway through the conversation um the first lady barbara walked in with the two dogs and um sat down and just commenced conversation with us for about another half hour and just seeing them kind of uh, have fun together and be very playful and uh, so caring. Um, I've never seen that side uh, of, of a president or someone so intimately. And it's, it was really a special memory. And it was really fun to be able to be around a man that I admire so much. So I would say that above all, that was probably the, the, the peak moment or the pinnacle moment um, of, of this project. Wow, what a great story. <laughs> yeah. So special. Wow. Chris, have you got just a second? Yeah. Yep. I wanted to ask you guys together on this one, since you've played together and socialized together a little bit, uh, uh, Tito's Handmade Vodka sponsors our 19th hole, but I love this just this uh, title, Chris. You'll, you'll go there with me. Dining after a good round. Can you two guys talk about that amongst yourselves? <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Chris, you start, please. Oh gosh, there are. Uh, we we haven't been there together, but it, it's hard. It's hard to beat the Dunvegan, or uh, what am I trying to think of along the seventeenth hole next to the old course? At the Jigger Inn, yes. With the Jigger Inn, yeah. <laughs> hard yeah, hard to beat those two spots. I couldn't agree more. I mean, if we were to keep it St. Andrews centric to kind of fit with the conversation. I couldn't agree more with Chris. Um, enjoying time at the Dunveg and after a round is as special as it gets. It's where many of my finest memories were, or most memorable for whatever reason. I mean, just great company, good conversation. It's all about golf. And I would always go in there after a cold round, whether I was playing by myself, um, after a round on the old or new or Jubilee, and always enjoy. They, they made this really incredible chili <laughs> that was so nice that would keep you warm um, on a cold day better than anything, or you could go in there and chat with friends. The other place being the Jigger Inn, um, attached to the Old Course Hotel, as Chris said, right adjacent uh, to the 17th fairway of the road hole. 
um, is my little favorite place, probably those two in all of golf. And every time I'd go in there uh, each evening after a round, my favorite thing there was a club sandwich, as Chris and I have discussed many times. There's nothing like it. There's no better place in the world for it. So <laughs> it's really a lot of fun. If you aren't going to go to those two places, I'd really recommend the four-story bar um, atop the Old Course Hotel because the views are, are like no other. That, that was going to be my next comment. <laughs> you two guys, I, great minds think alike. <laughs> I, I don't think there's a better place in the world for a pre-round breakfast than, than there on the fourth floor. And uh, I, I've spent a couple frost delays there when, with the sun rising and the, the looking out over the courses with, with dew on them and looking over the, uh, the beach, St. Andrew's Beach there. There's, there's nothing quite like it. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I mean, those places, and I mean, if you were to go to Ham Tame now, um, inside Mr. Kohler's place, uh, just behind the 18th green, that's very special. Um, and if you're fortunate enough to be in one of the local clubs, whether it's the Royal and Ancient Golf Club, St. Andrew's Golf Club, or the new club, all of those are extremely special also. I mean, it's just, it's all about golf as you'd expect it to be in St. Andrews. And so those are, are some of my favorite places in the world, as I'm sure they are for Chris. Josh, what about state stateside? Oh, gosh. I guess the one that I guess I just have to mention for a moment, since I mentioned his name earlier and he's a contributor to the book, this new one uh, is Chef Thomas Keller at the French Laundry. Um, it's a place that I never thought I'd visit. Um, I've traveled all over the world, and I've always enjoyed, like, the world's top 50 restaurants, if I could somehow find one, uh, or one was nearby. It was just always fun to try new cuisine when you go places, so I'd always search out fun restaurants, and I never thought I'd meet him. But a good friend of mine from Boulder, um, his name is Jonathan Schoenberg. He runs an ad agency there called TDA. He's a wonderful person and a great friend, and he was kind enough to introduce me to Mr. Keller. And so Chef Keller called me one day and said, I heard you want to talk golf. Like, let's talk about it. Like, what do you envision this piece to be? We talked about it, and he said, okay, great. I got a good idea. I followed up a little while later and said, well, it's my mom's birthday coming up this fall. Is there any chance we could somehow visit uh, the French Laundry? Do you have time? Uh, a friend was having a release party uh, at a local vineyard. His name is Brian Wise. It's some of the best wine you could ever have. Wonderful people. Um, but it was on basically a, a holiday weekend where they were – doing their release party for all their new wines and chef said i'd love to have you how about the sunday and it was the sunday of the safeway open which he's a major host of he invited us in and we proceeded to sit down i think for 16 courses we were there for six and a half hours and it was the best meal of my life um he was so kind and so gracious um he gave me a new appreciation for food for love, for respect for the ingredients. I mean, you name it. It was really quite cerebral. And so I would say that was <laughs> just something I wanted to mention. While we were out there, um, I, I went through one of his shops. It was called Finesse. And I've never owned a Scotty Cameron putter. Uh, I've always wanted one. The one I always wanted was the old Trillium that's black with, with, of course, white dots. Well, sure enough, there was a blue version of it that Scotty had done for him that was limited edition it was basically limited to 25 and they had just a few left and on the back of it instead of the white dots is little michelin stars <laughs> and so it was the first first scotty cameron that i ever purchased and it's one that i'll i'll value for the rest of my life not only because of that experience 
but that I was able to share it with family on a birthday weekend. So again, just another great tie to the new book, um, to wonderful people, to special stories, to just good people. And I think that's what you find in golf. No question. Gosh, that's a great story. Now, now I've got to in at the French Laundry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's just one of a kind. I, I was actually driving out from Arizona uh, at the time when I was going to, to see him and be part of this, among other things. And um, I had never been to one of his restaurants before, and I was stopping to see a friend in Las Vegas as I was driving out from Arizona and said, well, I can't go to the French Laundry. I, that can't be the first restaurant I go to of his. I mean, it just makes no sense to be able to go to the very best one, <laughs> having never <laughs> been to something like Bouchon or some per se, you name it. And sure enough, so I was like, okay, let's go to Bouchon in Las Vegas. And again, he just could not have been more generous or kind. We were able to tour the kitchen. And again, it was just another amazing meal. So He's really, really a special person, a wonderful chef, and it's been so fun to see him on kind of some of his other culinary adventures and some of the new things that he's doing with, with cooking classes that you can take online with Masterclass, you name it. I mean, he's at the forefront, and he was a person that he said, if I wasn't going to be a chef, if I had learned the game at a younger age, he said the one thing I wanted to do or would have done was be a professional golfer. He said, I just love the game. So it's so fun to be able to meet some of these wonderful people and to work with them to share their story about a place that, that we love. That's really neat. You know, the, I always say that one of the great things about golf is the, how it links people together that you might not be able to meet otherwise or spend time with otherwise. For sure. I agree. Josh, this has been so great. Thank you very much, Josh uh, Evanson. And Josh, give us a... Give, give our listeners a chance to uh, find this book. How can they do it? Yes, thank you very much. Um, we have a website. You can find it there at www.linkstostandrews.com. Or if you find yourself in St. Andrews, it's a variety of it's at a variety of local shops there, from the St. Andrews Links Trust to some of the other bookstores in town. Let's do it that way, Chris. Let's go over to St. Andrews and buy a copy. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, fantastic. Thank you very much for taking the time and uh, extraordinary stories and uh, really fun. Like you say, so many great people in the world of golf, including yourself. Thanks, Chris, for oh. putting this together. Well, thank you very much. It's been a lot of fun. I'm, I'm actually getting ready to head to North Dakota shortly, and um, hopefully I'll see you guys as I come through Minnesota. I'm looking to play a little golf mid-June, so let's see if That's that can awesome. happen. We'll look forward to having you, Josh. All right. Thanks a lot, gentlemen. It was great to be with you today. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons, 1380 KLIZ, The Fan. Colin McDonald along with Chris Foley. Available now at uh, Podcast MN, the new landing spot for Minnesota podcasts, and also at uh, Facebook, Lakes, Woods, and Irons Facebook page as well. Special guest, Chris, you want to handle the uh, introductions for us? Yeah, w- welcome back to the frequent guest of the show, Mike Stone from the owner of Crosswood Golf Course in Cross Lake. Welcome to the show, Mike. Hey, thanks. Thanks, guys. Mike, uh, we, we, we kind of we talked about it a little bit early in the season on the show, but uh, really the opening wasn't uh, too far off for all of us. When you, when you kind of feel like you're in prison being locked inside, it's nice to get golf courses open, but timing-wise it was pretty close to where, where you would usually open, correct? Yeah, we were probably only 
I mean, two or three weeks later than, than we would normally open. Typically we open the end of March, early April. So, so a couple of weeks off that, um, feel very fortunate, um, as a golf course owner that we were able to open. I, I really, my, uh, my sympathy goes towards all the businesses that are, that are still closed and, and, uh, you know, not, not are able to open. So, but, uh, we feel really fortunate to be able to open. I know you're getting some good play, and the course I'm sure came through the uh, winter pretty well, Mike. Yeah, no, it was a, a good winter. We had a good snowpack; it kind of protected the the grass. Uh, we have, uh, you know, everything came through in, in, in great shape. Uh, a lot of our snowbirds have returned, and the course uh, seems like the parking lot's almost full every every day now. So that's uh, a great great thing to see. I know my yeah, son-in-law has been playing up there a lot. Go ahead, Chris. Oh, I was just going to say, it's, it's so great to see so many people getting out and playing when there's not so many other things that you can't do. But uh... I, Yeah, I think golf is one of those things that, uh, you know, in these kind of weird times, people can kind of get out on the golf, golf course and kind of have a, a feeling of normalcy again and kind of get back to nature. And it's, and it's really the ultimate uh, social distancing sport in itself. So I think it lent itself very well. To uh, a recreational activity during the during this pandemic. Yeah, no kidding, Mike. For those who aren't familiar with with Crosswoods, tell us about the golf course. You added nine holes. Is that two years ago now? Actually, this will be our fourth year now wow. that uh, that we've had. Uh, so we have twenty seven um, regulation uh, holes, three nine hole courses. We also have a uh, a nine hole wedge course. We like to call it where the holes are about a hundred yards uh, or so, but but on our uh, regulation course, we've got two par 36 nine holes and one par 35. Uh, so it's uh, it's been uh, a real nice addition for that that extra nine holes. It allows us to have league, um, you know, almost every morning of the week without really impacting uh, the public for coming out. We rarely have to close the course down for for special events because we've always got 18 that that are available for the public. Um, we have uh, actually a a fun event coming up for the uh, MGA Senior Tour. We have that. They're playing at our uh, course this coming Monday, June 1st. So and that's uh, quite a few uh, seniors from around the state will come and, and compete uh, in those uh, weekly events. So and we're lucky to host one of those. That is a fun. That's uh, quite a few seniors I know really enjoy that uh, tour, mini tour, I guess you might call it. But, uh, yeah, nice to get on the list there and have some fun. Yeah, and they, I think the last time they were at our course was just after we opened the the nine holes, so it's a little bit uh, rough around the edges. I think they'll be pleasantly surprised how how well it's grown in and and uh, how how things have matured uh, with those those new holes. Mike, you've got a family member on staff this year. That's got to be kind of fun for you. Yeah, we were pretty excited about. Well, first of all, Savannah Stone or Smith. Now that she's married. Um, she decided uh, she wanted a career in golf, and uh, a few years back, after she finished college, decided uh, to pursue a um, getting uh, a career in the PGA, uh, getting her teaching certification and uh, qualification. And so we kind of encouraged her to do that. And in the in the process, she worked her first year as a assistant at Hazeltine, and then last year she worked at uh, Braemar and gained. You know, quite a bit of experience the last couple of years at other courses, and decided she wanted to come home this year, and so she's on staff at Crosswoods this year. So uh, really excited to have her back home, and uh, 
you know, golf is kind of in the family. My, my youngest daughter, Alex, she goes to school at Augustana. just finished up her junior year. Unfortunately, her spring season was cut pretty short. They were in uh, Palm Springs, California, when word got out that their uh, their season would be over after they finished the their last tournament. So she got one tournament in this year, and then um, did not, and uh, the rest of the spring was canceled. So we're hopeful for a fall season, though. Yeah, that's uh, Chris. You had a similar unfortunate situation with your son. Yeah, exactly, Joe, uh, senior at Gustavus. Unfortunately, he won't get to play his final final year but uh everybody's kind of in the same boat but uh hopefully we will be back to college athletics here in the fall boy (laughs) knock wood on that (laughs) yes mike great great to have savannah back in the brainerd area and she's also going to be the girls golf coach at uh, pequot lakes correct yeah she's the girls golf coach there and um you know she's uh she's a real ambassador for getting uh, women and, and girls into the sport. And, and Chris, I think you can attest that, you know, there's frankly a few uh, good professional role models, uh, at least in the teaching ranks in the area. It's pretty much a sport that's dominated by men, but it's good to see Savannah getting in there and, and providing a good, being a good role model for up and coming gals and then keeping women really active in the sport. Yeah, nice to have her there with you. I know you guys have poured your kind of life's work into that uh, great golf course, Mike, so that's awfully fun. We, Chris and I have talked uh, how fast everybody's had to be on their feet in the professional golf business this year. You guys, I'm sure, the same with the uh, announcement that you can golf, and uh, but there's some restrictions. How how was the uh, timeline there for you guys when you when you finally got to let people out? Oh. We opened the first day that we were able to this year. Uh, had to make a few adjustments. We did uh, rent a, an additional fleet of carts for the uh, for the summer, just to be able to handle the the single rider option for those that are not in the same household. Um, but everything seems to be going really well. Our our leagues have adjusted from uh, shotgun starts to tee times, and uh, through some Golf Genius, which is an online uh, golf program for organizing leagues. Uh, they're able to pretty much do everything remotely, and it's uh, working out really well. Pick but, uh, you know, and uh, I think people have adjusted really well to, you know, leaving the pins in. We, we've we got uh, basically cut off pool noodles that are cut maybe an inch lower than the edge of the cup, so the ball still falls in the hole, but you're able to retrieve your ball without touching the pin or the cup. So, um, you know, I think people have really adjusted well to the to the new normal on, on the golf courses. Service yeah. on the goal for food and beverage and that kind of thing, Mike? Yeah, so we've got, uh, you know, we're able to do uh, food and, and beverage. Uh, we're kind of restricted on the uh, alcoholic beverages until Monday, June 1st, and uh, we see no reason why we can't uh, resume full full operations with our uh, with our bar and, and everything come June 1st. Uh, the only difference will be that we'll just have to use our uh, our deck and outside seating for, uh, for folks. Sure, yeah. How about uh, uh, season passes, memberships, that kind of thing, Mike? What, what have you got to offer? So yeah, we've got a lot of lot of options. So we kind of prorate our memberships as we get into the season. So you know, if you get one in June, you're not going to be pulling, paying the full rate as if you started at the beginning of May. We've got uh, you know, fam, our family. Basically, if you get a couple membership, it includes your your children, and then we actually have a reduced rate for adult children in the household. Um, we also have some great lesson practice. I know Savannah and, and Tim are doing some uh, great 
work with uh, beginning golfers, and we've got a three-lesson package for $99. Uh, and that's, actually, it's a private lesson, so uh, you know it's a good way to get quickly introduced to the game. And uh, um, you know we're excited. Actually, I, I ran into Chris at the PGA show in January, and we were down there shopping for a launch monitor. I know Chris is a track man. We ended up getting a flight scope. It's the same one that uh, Bryson uses for for his uh, shot monitoring, and uh, you know we're excited to use that in our with our lessons, and also in the winter for uh, for a simulator. Tim Trot, that's uh, Tim you referred to, works for you, Mike. And you guys, is it true that you all have to refer to him as Mr. Hole-in-One? You know, I was going to say he's the <laughs> unofficial Hole-in-One king. I, I think he might have more Hole-in-Ones than Tiger Woods, but uh, I think last year he got his uh, his 20th Hole-in-One, believe it or not. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, and, you know, I joke with him when he when he tells, you know, he's pretty pretty humble about it, but, you know, we tell people, Tim, tell him how many Hole-in-Ones you got, and, and I was like, yeah, in the last, you know, we kind of joke with him that he got him in mini golf. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he uh, complained about working so hard to get that 20th one. I thought, man. Yeah, he had a little drought, maybe <laughs> one or two years between his uh, 19th and 20th. But uh, <laughs> Must be rough. Anything else you'd like uh, uh, like people to know? I would like to say my son-in-law plays out there quite often. and yeah, he, I think he's going to invite me, but I... I might be uh, past the age limit of his group, I think is what he's thinking. <laughs> no, it's just, uh, you, know, we're, uh, you know, we're just excited to be open. And again, uh, you know, it looks like we got a great stretch of weather. So, you know, if you haven't tried our course, you know, we're, I think everybody kind of looks at, at the next town north as like being on the edge of the universe. You know, it's <laughs> like us looking at Audi, you know, I mean, so if you're in the Brainerd Lakes area, Cross Lake is only uh, about a 20, 25-minute drive up the road. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really comparable to, you know, any of the best courses in the area. Um, we just ask, you know, come out and give us a try. It's, it's really beautiful. There's very little development around the course. It's basically set um, kind of in a secluded uh, wildlife refuge because it's mostly state land around the, around the course. So um, just a real enjoyable course to, to get around in. Yeah, no question. A good one to put on your uh, golf calendar for the year and uh, uh, try it out. Probably get people coming back for more and more. Everybody I talk to that plays you know, and, loves it. So and and it's a you know it's a really affordable course. You know our rates range from like Monday through Thursday. It's thirty two dollars for seniors to play eighteen with a cart. So you, you know you can't do much better than that. And on the, kind of our our high end weekend rate is only fifty four dollars. So you know that and then everything in between. So um, you know it's a it's a course you can uh, you can afford to come out and and play a few times throughout the course of the season without breaking the bank. You like to go online for tea times, Mike, or phone or phone call? Yeah, you know we've got a great uh, online system. I, I think, you know, especially this year, uh, you know, it used to be about maybe twenty five percent of our tea times were made online. Now I'm I'm thinking it's over over half of our tea times are made online. So you can you can uh, make your tea time online. You can pay online. You can pay when you come in. Either way, but you uh, crosslakegolf.com is our uh, is our website. Uh, and it's really easy to navigate. Mike, sure appreciate you taking the time, uh, and uh, really do want to invite everybody to play Crosswoods. It's a terrific golf course, and uh, like I say, put it on your golf calendar. Mike, thank you very much. Yeah, and thanks for doing the show, guys. Sure appreciate thanks, being on here. Yep. Mike Stone at Crosswoods and Cross Lake. Do check it out. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley. Colin McDonald with you, 1380 KLIZ, the fan, and uh, streaming at uh, Podcast MN, Podcast MN. 
and also Lakes Woods and Irons on Facebook. All thanks to our sponsor, Mills DM, the home of affordable luxury, the 2020 Buicks at Mills GM. So thanks to those folks again. Chris, we had a chance to uh, get out. I had the chance to get out on the range with you and, uh, on Saturday and uh, get a lesson, which was great. You spot some things right away early and often with me and uh, uh, very helpful and kind of fun. Ended up, uh, well, I will end up uh, with a new uh, three wood in my bag, which I, I kind of need distance-wise in there as a big separation between what I'm hitting and my driver. So uh, that was fun. Uh, we did a uh, track man lesson. We'll, we'll try to post some of that in the uh, days ahead at uh, Lakes Woods and Irons as well. But uh, the information uh, garnered from you and, and the uh, systems that you use is really impressive. Yeah, that was fun Saturday, seeing you swing for the first time this year. And, um, you know, it just kind of go, goes to show you, we always revert back to our, mis- our standard mistakes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you've just gotten kind of back to taking the hands a little too much out on the, on the takeaway and getting the club's feet. And then, uh, then you'd have a hard time getting the club back to impact. But uh, we get you taking those hands a little more inside and flattening out the club, and you, you really hit it well after that. And I revert to my grip, too, my... Uh... Uh, my hook grip. Yes. You know, the the grip is a hard change to make because it, you, we, we're comfortable with a grip. And I always tell people when we when we adjust their grip, if, if it starts feeling comfortable in a short period of time, you've probably reverted. So you just that one, that's one you really have to be very conscious of and, and constantly kind of check that and work at it. And uh, TrackMan's the product you see a lot of pros on tour. I know Dustin Johnson really, really used it when he was the two years ago or so when he was at the top of his game. And uh, then you'll send along a video uh, to your students, and uh, they can kind of rehearse in their head everything that you told them on the tee, which is nice to get that, uh, uh, just hear it again and again and again, that repetition. Yeah, what's great about TrackMan is it's such a good analytic tool that really helps us identify what's happening at impact. And then based on that, making changes and giving you feedback based on you know, what your feels are. So, you know, with, with you, that, that club face was very shut at impact to start off with. And the club was, the path was getting a little bit left as well. So once we adjusted that grip, we could give you that feedback that the, the face wasn't left at impact. And when it did get left, we'd let you know that and we'd, you know, change your grip back or a little less rotation coming down. And that helped your path as well. Yeah, absolutely. Chris, another thing I wanted to ask you, you had the, uh, the uh, free clinics uh, for heroes, uh, for lack of a better, that's not the exact title, but a really fun idea. You had uh, teachers and frontline healthcare workers, police, firemen sign up for a series of free clinics that you did with your teaching partner and, uh, how did that go? And I think there's one left, but that one's full, I believe. You know, it's been great. We All of them have had uh, 10 people in them, which is our maximum that we can take right now under the CDC regulations and state regulations. And it was really nice to see the teachers, doctors, nurses, some policemen, some firemen out and uh, playing some golf and uh, you know, those guys are, they're, they're heroes in this, these times. They're always heroes. But uh, in these times, they've, uh, they've all had to really step up to the plate beyond what they normally do. So it, it was, it's been fun to do. Good. Yeah, it was a great idea. I really uh, appreciate you doing it. 
I want to thank our guests, uh, uh, Josh Evanson, a friend of yours, Chris, and that's a, a fun segment in there with uh, uh, not only talking about the food but also more golf and more about uh, St. Andrews. He's got uh, that similar uh, love of the tradition of the game that you have. Yeah, John's just such a great guy. And I'll tell you, since our interview last week, I, I just, I'm hoping so bad that we're, I'm going to be able to take my trip this fall. Golf is reopening, actually. So we're taping on Wednesday. It's reopening tomorrow in Scotland. And uh, I'm very hopeful that by the time October rolls around that uh, some of those international travel restrictions will be lifted and people feel safe about going and we can have another great Scotland adventure. Oh, man, that'll be fantastic. And also Mike Stone from uh, Crosswoods Golf. Uh, Between you and uh, Mike, you're adding a lot of... uh, young people to the golf profession, which is pretty nice. It sounds like both of his daughters perhaps will get involved in the profession as uh, your sons have done. Yeah, I'll tell you, Savannah is such a great asset to have in this area, and she's a great, great gal. And like Mike said, she's a great role model for, for any golfer, but young girls and, and women especially. So, We're joking with your son Joe on Saturday, happened to be there for a little part of the lesson, and uh, – <laughs> Said, uh, you know, tough to have your your senior year kind of washed out, and uh, he was very good about it. Kind of similar, kind of to your what you've said. Everybody's kind of in the same boat. Uh, and then he said, uh, you know, living for free at dad's isn't the worst thing. And I looked at you and said, <laughs> well, maybe not for you. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I, I'm I'm happy to have him home for another summer. And, oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, I hope things loosen up so he can. He's got a nice job with the Jim McLean Golf Schools in Miami uh, if things get back to normal. But uh, in the meantime, we'll, we'll be able to utilize him here and keep him home for another summer. Oh, yeah. Wonderful, good, wonderful young guy. Nice to have him around. Chris, thanks a million as usual. Thank you, Matt. You've been listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ.